Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Conservative Connection. I know it's been a while. Um, Been dealing with a few health scares lately, you know, nothing too bad, but had to do an MRI in my head, just trying to figure out exactly what's going on. But uh, it's taken me away from the podcasting world for a bit. And uh, while I was away, all all this crazy stuff happened with uh, Hamas and these terrorist attacks. And it led me to actually go back to when I had my co-host uh, Rob on here. And I went back and listened to the episode called Free Palestine from Hamas. And I was actually shocked by how eerily similar the situations were. The only difference was that Israel got um, got successfully attacked this year, but at the time that we did it, they were not sex- they were not successfully attacked. They successfully defended themselves, and it led me to go back and. I started listening to the Ask a Conservative um, events that we did back when I was in college. And one of the things that really kind of stuck with me is how close and how similar the talking points were and actually how much more articulate the talking points were and the defensive points were in, in the debates back then versus now. And I think what's happened is uh, the world has gone so insane under the liberal Democrats that they've just kind of thrown their hands up into the air and said, we're going to defend all of our positions no matter what. We're going to defend Hamas terrorists, even though they're slaughtering and butchering American hostages. We are going to defend an open border, even though our government has clearly just been committed of human trafficking of young children, and I'm going to share a clip of that uh, later in another episode to back it up, but Josh Hawley exposed it. If you want to go look it up on YouTube, uh, you can look up Josh Hawley exposes child trafficking within the U.S. government, and that had to do with the open border policies as well. And what I wanted to do was, looking back, I know that these events are from a while ago, but I wanted to share an hour of one with you on an Ask a Conservative panel that we did because uh, it was well recorded. It was well done. And uh, my fellow patriots and my fellow friends who are part of the YAF CLC group that was a very you know popular group on campus, it went from like two or three people and then it grew to five or six people and I was on the panels and um, the second I did my debate, it, it grew to, I think it was like 30 to 50 people. And I, at, a, at its max, I think we had like 60 people in there. And it just kept growing and growing to even beyond that. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to share this episode. It's, a, it's about an hour. If, and what I want you guys to do is to, to learn from it. And again, whenever we do these debates, sometimes uh, not everybody performs perfectly. But even hearing the arguments allows you to go in and it allows you to just see 
what points the left is going to use because they tend to use the same talking points. And this is why they're having such a hard time really defending Hamas when they really get asked basic questions like, what do you want to happen to the Jews in the area if Hamas and Palestinians were to have their way and they took over the whole region? What what would happen to the Jews and what would you want to happen to the Jews? That's why they can't answer those questions because they're so used to repeating the same talking points over and over and over again, and they never really change to the point when they face new situations. Everybody wonders like, well, what do, you, what do we say now? We've never been in this scenario where we actually had to critically think about this stuff and answer it. But they did articulately debate under the Donald Trump presidency under his last year. So this Ask a Conservative event was taken from that year. It was taken from the year in which I, I believe it was the last year Donald Trump was president. It was right before he got impeached for the second time in a row. And it was uh, it was right around the time where Bernie Sanders and all these people were trying to come into the government. And we've seen the disastrous results of what happens when a Democrat presidency takes over. But the reason I'm sharing this is so that you guys can see the talking points. You can see how close and how similar they are. And again, Go back and listen to the first episode we did on red flag laws on this podcast. Go back and listen to the episode we did called Free Palestine from Hamas. Listen to the talking points that we laid out. Like It's insane how close they are and how the knowledge kind of just transfers right back over. And that's not to just say that whenever these things pop up, I'm just going to refer you to old episodes. But this is something that you guys never heard before. This is something that was never really aired on the podcast. This is these are my friends who are defending liberty and patriot patriotism and freedom and they were doing it well and they're close friends of mine and I wanted you guys to actually get a chance to hear them perform on a panel. I wasn't on this panel. I was on a later later panel. We've already uh shared the episode we did of Ask a Conservative. If you really want to hear me on a panel, you can go back to that on the Ask a Conservative uh, page. But this is going to be Ask a Conservative too. And I believe that if you guys really listen to these debates, if you really listen to like the points being articulated and you listen to um, how the Democrats argued, because believe it or not, they did argue better under this year than they did in the present and that and how they argue now. Because, you know, at this point, you know, they just, they don't debate or argue as much anymore. They kind of just throw their hands up in the air and say that we're going to just defend Joe Biden no matter what. We're going to defend Rashida Tlaib no matter what. We're going to defend Ilhan Omar no matter what. And this is really the time that you guys should be debating because I can tell you that the second we go back into the political cycle in which we're getting closer and closer to the 2024 presidential election, and we are in that cycle now. They're going to get better and better at debating. They're going to bring these articulate points back. And I think now is the time for you guys to refamiliarize yourselves with these points, with these talking points, with everything else going on, in addition to the news. Because a lot of these things, the open border, the, uh, the Hamas-Israel situation, the Middle East terrorism situation, the, these things are all coming back. Red flag laws are back. I never thought I'd see red flag laws back. Now what they're trying to do is say, oh, it's not a red flag law. It's a yellow flag law, which, you know, 
it's just a red flag law. It's a it's a red flag law with better protocols, which again, it still takes your liberty away. Like the yellow flag laws in Maine say, okay, the only people who can take away your firearms are police officers who suspect that you're a crazy lunatic and we have to have a mental health official involved and there has to be constant treatment of the individual following after. Is that better than just no medical professionals being involved and anybody being able to write you up? Yeah, it's better. But I'm from Illinois and anybody who's been from anybody who's from Illinois or New York or California, you know that the the cops can abuse this power. So I'm not a really big fan of it anyway. Regardless, I think it is important that you guys familiarize yourself with these talking points. And that is why this this is being shared again. It's being shared again because I, I want you to hear this. And I, I want to give credit to the, the people on this panel because they really did do a good job. But even just the liberal Democrats who try to attack Trump's record and who go on and on and on. You might even get annoyed on this Ashley conservative with just how long some of these uh, Democrats and liberals just spew out their talking points without giving the other side a chance to answer. But I want you guys to hear what they're saying. I want you to hear how they're rebutted. I want you to say, like, is there anything that we can improve upon? Is there are the th- answers that questions that we could be answering better? At this point, I, I think we all know that the Biden administration is a crapshoot, and. It's it's really hard because you you don't have the hindsight of knowing just how bad it's going to be until you're in the midst of it. But guys, I'm telling you, it's going to be very important going forward that you guys understand how to defend your arguments, how to articulate your arguments, how to show that just because something can be logically uh, flowing or flowing from a state of logic does not necessarily mean that it's true. And you guys need to be able to expose fallacious arguments. You need to be able to expose arguments that are incoherent. You need to be able to call out arguments and call out manipulated talking points because the talking points are already being manipulated. And we're seeing this with gun control where they they rule in gun uh, gun committed homicides, and they'll take st- statistics and they'll ruin ru- blah, sorry they'll rule in suicides, like somebody who commits a suicide died of gun violence. It, it's it's not the same thing as a mass shooting. It's not the same thing as somebody um, being murdered. And again, you know, criminals don't care what the gun laws are. And I'm getting really sick and tired of these people saying, you don't need all these bullets as if I can take like a revolver and I can defend myself against five guys coming in, breaking down my door with candy bar mags sticking out of their Glock 17s. A revolver is not going to do me a lot of good guys. It's just not, I'd be much better off with a rifle. And, uh, also this is, uh, this is going to be hitting Illinois soon, but you, you need to know talking points and defending uh, the Second Amendment because we've already seen the Illinois gun ban come in. In the state of Illinois, you cannot have a shotgun anymore that has more than three rounds as a semi-automatic. You cannot have a, a firearm that is a handgun, I believe, that holds more than 15 rounds. And you cannot have a rifle that has more than 10 rounds. And now, with Illinois House Bill 3238, which is supposed to be 
enacted and going into place in January 1st of this year. They also want to ban body armor. If you guys want a good place to get body armor, you can go down. You can uh, get some from uh, Wonder Hoodie. It's in a concealed. Uh, it's in a concealed hoodie. You have the plates inside the hoodie, and it looks like a big winter jacket. So if you're in a cold environment like uh, Illinois or even Maine, you can use that. And, but again, they're supposed to be banning it January first of 2024 is when it's supposed to take effect. It's still a bill. It hasn't been passed yet, but it's on the table. They're going after it. The only reason they haven't enacted it into law, I believe, is because they're still trying really hard to fight with this gun legislation. We've already seen the ATF is banned from banning the pistol braces. So that's had blowback and pushback as well. But I want you guys to listen to these arguments. I want you to hear them out. I want you to study them carefully. I want you to hear it. I mean, it is also entertaining, but... I want you to see where my friends call these people out. I want you to see what these liberal arguments are, and I want you to know them because they're all going to come back. All these arguments are still super relevant to today. If they weren't, I wouldn't be sharing this episode, but I want you to hear them. That being said, that is the intro for this episode. God bless you guys. I want you to stay safe out there. Uh, take care of your families and I want you, I'm hopeful that everybody has a good Christmas and Thanksgiving holiday season and that everything uh, goes well for you guys but yeah stay safe out there and that begins this podcast episode I'm gonna go over to my friends on the panel and I want you I want you guys to just again listen very carefully to what they're saying listen to these arguments because the freedom of this nation might depend on enough people showing that they're willing to defend their arguments logically and winning over the hearts and minds of the American people. With that being said, I'm going to turn it over to the panel. And corn pop was a bad The conservative connection. Thank you, everybody for coming out to ask a conservative. This is one of our most requested events uh, from last semester, our early in the year. Uh, so we decided to save it towards the end of the semester so everybody can participate. We're hoping that a lot of people come up and ask questions for us. So my name is Rob Korn. I am the chapter chairman of YAF here at College of Lake County. But before this event starts, I just want to address a couple things that have been floating around campus. and. Um, YAF, as a group, we've actually received several complaints from students, faculty, and administration over the past couple weeks about students feeling unsafe on campus uh, because they feel threatened by our free speech, claiming our speech is somehow inciting violence against other people and making people feel unwelcome. Well, give me a break. Claiming we as conservatives are white supremacists or KKK members is what's actually inciting violence. Claiming our political views are racist is what makes people feel uncomfortable. Claiming you are tolerant, a tolerant liberal, then turning around and rejecting any view that doesn't match your own is not tolerance. In fact, it's the exact opposite of tolerance. The left on our campus needs to start practicing what they preach. The term fascist has been thrown at us this semester a lot of times. And, and this is true to anybody who's never read a book in their lifetime. Fascism is cramming your beliefs 
down other people's throats against their own will. Conservatives do not believe in this type of tyranny. In fact, conservatives believe that everyone should have a voice, that everyone should have free speech rights, no matter if we agree with them or not. Conservatives like to challenge ideas, not shut them down. Uh, we will always fight for your right to say whatever you want, even if we don't agree with it. But slandering us as a hate group on campus is not acceptable in any civil forum. As chapter chairman of YAF, I've made it a priority to include opposing viewpoints in all of our events and also inside of our meetings. Liberal students sit in our meetings every single week without raising any concerns or saying anything at all. They do this to make us feel uncomfortable in our own meetings. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. In fact, it actually excites us to know that at least some students on this campus are actually learning something away from their leftist teaching staff that we have on campus here. YAF has taught and liberated more minds at CLC than any professor could ever dream of. And, and that's why they see us as a threat. When students are doing your job better than you are, there's a call for concern there. This is exactly why they're trying to paint us as one of the most, paint us one of the most diverse groups on campus as white supremacists, which is absolutely silly. The new norm on campus is that if you disagree with someone politically, they must be attacking your identity or attacking your culture. This is also silly. Seriously, people, we need to grow up. You aren't that important. YAF does not care about your culture. We don't care about your identity. We care about your individuality and nothing else. We have so much fun on campus and off campus without thinking about you. And we're, we aren't about to start now. So YAF has an obligation to advance the conservative movement on campus, and you won't stop it. Just as you have an obligation and interest to advance your own ideology on campus, and we can't stop that either. All we hope is that we as students can share our ideas without being silenced. Civil discourse is healthy for our campus and for our country. Without healthy debate and discourse, we'll never be able to advance our ideas to make the country a better place. Our speech does not abuse, disrespect, or chastise students on campus like the Diversity Council claims. This claim is just a way for people to use feelings as a club to beat conservatives over the head to silence them, which doesn't surprise me one bit. People on the left love to fearmonger students with emotional arguments, and they never use arguments to challenge students intellectually because it's easier to scare someone into or agreeing with horrible ideas rather than using logic and facts. Telling students our events are one-sided when we have never thrown an event without including an opposing viewpoint to participate with us. It's just plain dishonest. So, to the Diversity Council, I want to say two things. One, get your facts straight. And two, if you want to be a diversity club, then be diverse, not divisive. Don't hide behind your biases and claim you are tolerant to all views when you clearly aren't. Our student government president says that he stands for free speech but labels anything he disagrees with as racist and bigoted. Is that the kind of representation the student body agrees with? Is advocating against a minority group on campus the way to advance our students' best interests? I think not. 
We think the school administration needs to rethink their plans of diversity on campus because they clearly aren't fulfilling those promises. There are students who don't feel represented by the student body, and most of them are in our group. Our group doesn't exist because of racism or bigotry. Our group doesn't exist because of white supremacy or homophobia. We exist because we care about freedom and liberty and free speech rights in all forms of society. And if that's too hard for you to understand, then maybe your professors are not doing a good job educating you on what America was founded on. So, I strongly advise you to challenge your professors' beliefs, challenge their views, and challenge their ideas inside of the classroom. And I promise, if you do that, it will make you smarter, it'll make you a more educated student, and it will help you develop into a better individual when you leave this campus. This school should be about education and not indoctrination. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to take a lot of questions from everybody in the audience. I'm going to introduce our moderator, Kayla Jackson. She's one of our members, so please give her a round of applause. So what we're going to do in this forum is actually we're going to take questions over on this side because we don't want the microphone to interfere with the speaker. So when you guys have a question, please line up over here. Do not touch the microphone. Kayla will hold it. You don't have to hold it. <laughs> so please don't take the microphone away from her or try to grab it. Um, we are going to have five panelists here, and you can ask them any question that you want. Uh, it can be anything from abortion to the economy to um, social issues, whatever you want. So um, after the first hour, we're actually going to switch more people out so you'll be able to... Uh, ask different people questions and if you do have a specific question directed at somebody that is on the panel please make that clear and uh, before you ask your question and please state your name and and your gender pronouns right <laughs> and uh, we, we can get the event started so I appreciate everyone for coming um, and I'm gonna get, turn the microphone over to Kayla and she's going to start taking questions. So this is going to start off really quick. So anybody who has a question, please line up and make sure you ask a question to some of these panelists. So thank you. Okay. So got a question? Uh, so uh, my name is John, and I got a decent question for anyone on the panel who can answer. Um, as some people know, um, academia is generally uh, very naturally left-sided, um, very uh, liberal in nature. And I want to know if you guys think it is possible to have more of a even playing field when it comes to academia. Because I've encountered a lot of not only teachers, but administration that because of their political views, they shape young minds in both middle school and high school to think a certain way. And when it comes to grades and teaching and different types of um, actual like, course material, I've noticed that a lot of it is based off of either not political views in terms of content, but pol political views in terms of structure. So I'm wondering if you guys think it's possible to have more of kind of like a middle-of-the-road form of academia where everyone gets their own form of, not education, but their own form of free thinking. Is it on? 
So I totally agree with your uh, statement there that a lot of, especially here at the college, that a lot of professors, they try to push their views on students. I think it's just up to professors and faculty to be able to be more open-minded about students' right-wing beliefs. There's nothing wrong with being a conservative or a right-wing or anything like that. We're not racist. We're not anything like that. And it's just up to faculty and staff to be able to make sure that they can ensure an environment where conservative students can feel safe sharing their beliefs. And sometimes that's not always the case. Where people feel like they have to, like, there's a very high percentage of students that feel like they have to hide their conservative beliefs because they're scared of retribution from their professors. And that's not how it should be. So I think if we had professors that were just more open-minded about, you know, just people expressing their, their views, then I think that would be amazing. Agree. I also think, though, it starts, I think it starts at home, personally. Um, growing up, you hear certain things, and I think the home structure is more important because your teachers could tell you a lot of different things, but, you know, growing up, in society, you want to get that from home. You want to be molded from home. That's the most important thing. How can you be taught, if you're grounded in those things from the home life, then coming to school, it won't matter because you know what you you know. And when you what you think, you can think for yourself because you were always taught to think for yourself. Now, unfortunately, in a lot of areas, especially in urban areas, not just in urban areas, just, just in general, I think a lot of times people are you know raised by the school. So unfortunately, they get these views of how to think and how to do this and how to do that, and it should start at home. It shouldn't start at the school. You shouldn't be raised at the school. You should be raised by your parents on how you should think, and then go from there. You know what I'm saying? Then, then we'll, we'll gauge if it's right or wrong. You know what I mean? And I think that's another thing. So personally, that's what I think. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, my name is Hilton. Uh, website is informed.tv. For more information. Um, I believe the students should stand up for your rights. We live in America, and it's very important for everyone to understand what the Constitution of the United States is. The Constitution of the United States is not racist. It has nothing to do with race. It all stems from freedom. And we have to stand for liberty. If you see the people in China right now, the people are struggling because they don't have the freedom of speech at all. But if we don't, if you don't stand up for freedom for your generation, that you're going to lose it. And that's important. Your teacher, God bless them. Prayerfully, they'll allow you to speak your mind. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask your teachers questions. Don't be afraid to stand up for what you know and what you, you think is right. You have to be the leaders of the next generation. You have to learn how to think for yourself. We cannot afford you to become a socialist Peon, a person who's just obedient to government all the way. You got to be to think for yourself and problem solve. If you ever want to have a good job, a, a, a good income, you've got to become a problem solver. So school is your opportunity to become the problem solvers you need to be because you'll have to be the next leaders of America and they've got to be strong. You got to be tested. Test your ideas. Ask questions. That's all part of learning. And without that, we'll, what's, what's the point of education if you can't ask questions? No? Yep, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hi, folks. Um, my name is Rich. My gender pronouns are they, them. I'm a little worried that that got a laugh uh, earlier about pronouns. Um, so today is Trans Day of Remembrance. It's a day in which we mourn the lives of trans folk who have been murdered 
largely on the basis of their gender and or sexuality. Um, you call yourselves Young Americans for Freedom, so my question to you is that even if gender and sexuality were, hypothetically, choices, I don't believe that they are, but, you know, hypothetical, um, how can you align yourselves with a political party that largely ignores and often suppresses queer people's right to the basic freedoms of life and happiness? You, you said that the party we support um, suppresses queer people? I mean, yeah, I mean, just like an example I know is like, um, and, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a little uh, shaky on the actual um, uh, legal name of this, but I know like President Trump was pushing for like a um, conscience clause, so like if uh, someone goes in to see a doctor and the doctor finds out that they're gay or trans or lesbian or anything that that doctor doesn't you know, agree with, legally would have the right to say, I don't want to provide service to you because you are you know, LGBT, that sort of thing. So just this kind of uh, litigation and, and, and you know, you have to go this extra step or queer people, you're not allowed to have this thing or at the very least a party that, and again, I am talking generally, I can acknowledge that, that uh, may just, the needs of queer people can fall on deaf ears. Again, I'm confused with what you mean because you say you don't know the policy specifics up here. And so I'm sorry, I just meant the name of the policy. I've heard it called like the conscience clause. I'm sure that's probably not the legal, you know, uh, legalese that's used, but. Okay, say that one more time for me, because I, I still don't understand, because basically what we believe as Young Americans for Freedom is that every employer, every person, every doctor, teacher has a right to choose what they want to teach, what they want to do with their profession, because they're the one that you're paying them for that service. So if you're paying them, if, they don't, if you don't agree with that doctor, why can't you just pick up and go to another doctor who probably agrees with you anyway? Why would you put a gun to their face, which is aka the government, saying you have to do this, you have to provide them that service just because they disagree with you? Well, it's, I mean, it's not a matter of disagree. It's, it's, it's a matter of, I mean, health care is a huge barrier, a huge problem for trans people specifically, but, but queer people in general. Not really. It's funded by the government under Obamacare that I could walk in and transition to a woman any day I want and is paid by your taxpayer dollars. You know, you're a, you're cis, correct? Yes. Okay. So we're going to play identity politics now? No, no, no. I just, I want to make sure because I want to respect people's pronouns and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you're coming at this from this. I can tell you that as a trans person, I have had to switch doctors a couple of times. I've even gone into waiting rooms and been like, I can tell that this is not the kind of doctor for me, and I leave, and I have to go to multiple doctors. And that's, you know, an example of that, that kind of thing that if you're cis and straight, you don't have to think about that. So, like, you know, you, you pose this this hypothetical to me about, like, why, will, you know, why don't you just go to a different doctor? Why should I, because of who I am, why should I have to go to a dozen doctors to find one that respects me, whereas a straight cisgender person doesn't have to, to worry about that? And I mean, I'll, I'll just stop there.
So I guess and what you're saying is for you, you have to, your, I don't want to say problem, but I want to say the reason you're going to the doctor is for uh, the issues relating gender. So if I had diabetes, no, I would be going to a doctor relating to the issues of diabetes. So if I went to that doctor and if it wasn't the best person that I thought was fit for me, I wouldn't say that person's hateful. I would just pack up my bags and go to a different doctor because that's what the free market system does. Is I get to choose my doctor for the lowest price at the lowest time whenever I want and the government is not forcing me to do that. I, I think we're talking about two different things here. I'm, and first of all, I mean, I, I do I do see a doctor for 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 gender related stuff, but I'm also just a human being. I have a physical. I need to check my blood pressure. All the stuff that people of all genders do. I'm not talking about that. But even in those instances, general practitioner, someone who is not, you know, uh, uh, contributing to my transition kind of thing. We are still, um, you know, our, our pronouns are not respected, or they don't listen to our full stories. They don't think about like, oh, you know, it just, it's it's such a, a slippery slope for a doctor to be able to say, I don't think you are who you say you are. Therefore, I'm not going to treat you because that would never happen to a if straight. If a doctor well, hold on, hold on. wasn't supporting you for who you were, then why would you want to give your money to that no, doctor? Yeah, no, you're you're right. But I shouldn't, as a trans queer person, I shouldn't have to like take a, a crap shot and hope that, cross my fingers, boy, I sure hope this doctor that I'm seeing isn't a transphobe. I sure hope that doesn't happen. I, I could go online could just, right now and just look up LGBT accepting doctors, and I'm sure a hundred examples would pop up. Right, but that's, it's, that isn't, that's, I shouldn't, no one should have to go through that. I should be able to go to... I I'm not talking my doctor about, before on, I go on. to them. I'm not talking about costs here, because I know this is language that gets into costs, but like, I should be able to go to any doctor and be treated like as a human being, especially for, for, for medical reasons. I shouldn't have to hope that this doctor will treat me right the way that like a straight cisgender person can go to any doctor and no... No one would ever uh, say, you know, uh, if, a, if a doctor said, oh, you're straight, I don't agree with that lifestyle, I will not. Then um, go to a different doctor. But why should I have to, like, uh, drive to all these different places and make so many different appointments? But, we're just going in but circles why should at you, this point. Why, so. why would you force a doctor to do anything like okay. that? I'm sorry, I missed the question. Why would you force a doctor to have to conform to something like that? If you don't like what your doctor did, you can go to a different doctor. That's the beauty about the system we have. If you don't like it, you but can they're doctors. They, they, I mean, I know we, we pay them. We, you, know, but you don't have to pay them if you don't like them. Doctors serve a very important purpose in society. They are paid employees, of course. We don't have like a universal health care kind of thing. But like, uh, they still perform a very important public service, just like the police, right? A very important public service. And so, if it's a public service, they owe it to protect here's the all of the public. You're, you're not entitled to a doctor's time. I'm, I'm not saying. entitled to go to a doctor? No, 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 you're not entitled if, to a doctor's time. If you want to go see a doctor, like that doctor can say, hey, I want to treat you. If they don't, then that they have every right to say that they don't. So, so and, if, and, if you don't, and if they say no, then you have the right to go to a different doctor. And if they treat you, then that's awesome. But no one has the right to put a gun to their doctor's head and say, hey, you have to treat me. But let, let me uh, answer that's that question saying. for you. Okay. As conservatives, we respect all human life. It doesn't matter what 
your background is, if you're trans, queer, whatever it is. Let's, I just want to lay that out first. Well, there are gay people who are conservatives right now in, in the conservative movement, lots of them. And we don't discriminate against anybody. That's the first thing you gotta understand. I don't know any doctor, do you know, if you know of any doctors, you can say it, but I don't know of any doctors that, that will not treat anybody. You give them money, they'll treat you. If they don't treat you well, then you just go onto um, that one site and say, hmm, that's a stinky doctor, blah, 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 blah. That's some free market, it's beautiful in America. You know, and the thing about it is that, again, we don't discriminate against anyone. Uh, it doesn't matter what your background is, what your feelings are, uh, what your, anything, whether it be mental, physical, no discrimination. That's what's the beauty, that's the beauty about America, and we support the Constitution of the United States. We support your right to speak up, your freedom of speech, and your value. I want you to know that we value you. We value every single person. That's what conservatives do. We don't hate anybody. We love people. Which this is, that's what America's all about. This is something that you, this is a message that you don't hear from the media because they got agenda. This is a message that you don't hear from some of your professors. They don't want you to think that conservatives love people. We love people. We value human life, whether it be inside the womb or outside, or outside the womb, inside or outside. We're all equal. No matter what our race is, we're all equal. We don't elevate one person above another. Now the left, what they tend to do is they, what they want to choose which people should be the higher category. Okay, if you're black, you're this category. If you're white, you're way down here. If you're Latino, but you're an immigrant, illegal immigrant, you're way up here. If you're gay, oh, and you're an immigrant, you're way up here. They've got a caste system. That's not equal under the law. That's something that's unjust. We believe in all equality. So we already have an equal rights aspect. Everyone's treated equally. And that's the heart of America. That's the beauty of America. And no matter what your background is, you're accepted. And for example, I'm going to talk about this aspect. You can't force, here you have a black photographer. All right, black photographer. And then there's a Ku Klux Klan rally down in Georgia somewhere. Now that Ku Klux rally says, hmm, I want that black photographer to, to film us doing this, this mob thing that we're doing here, we burn the cross. The black photographer said, no, I'm not going to give you my service just to hold your Ku Klux Klan rally. I refuse to do that. Why are we going to force a black photographer to film and take pictures of a Ku Klux Klan rally? Same principle. It shouldn't be happening. We should give people the freedom. Everyone has the freedom, you know? Okay, I, I think, and I know I want to make time for other people, and I, so. I feel like we're kind of getting off track here. Just the last thing that I want to leave this panel with, because I was, I was kind of like expecting this sort of general response. You know, like, oh, if you don't like it, like, go to a different doctor. And, and yeah, you're right, and that's what I've had to do, and it's cost me a lot of money and hours and frustration and pain. But the thing that I want to leave you with is, you know, you're saying, you know, that's, that's what I and other queer people should do, is, like, can you honestly say to yourselves that if you went into a doctor's office and the doctor found out you were straight, cis, that kind of stuff, and they said, I'm not, oh, I don't want to treat you, I don't want to see you, I won't give you medication because you're straight. Would you, honest, would you yourselves, in that situation, would you feel like your freedom was threatened? We, we really already answered that question. We don't hate anybody. Yeah, I know. We don't hate anybody. We accept every single person. That's not my question. Whether they, Those who respect trans lives, we're having a Trans Day of Remembrance uh, vigil over in B113 uh, at 3 o'clock. Yeah, see whatever doctor wants. Yeah.
my name is Ray. My pronouns are they, them, and I came in here kind of late, so I didn't really have any questions. I just had a couple comments I wanted to say about the last uh, few questions that were brought up, and I was hearing a lot of talking from both sides, but not a whole lot of answers from either sides, and I'm not here to divide left versus right, conservatives think this, liberals think this, you know, it's not black and white like that, but um, I was hearing either sides, you know, comparing um, healthcare and availability of doctors for trans folks to um, putting a gun to a doctor's head, you know, when you're just trying to get your blood checked or your testosterone shots administered. And you said it's the doctor's right. It's the doctor's right and freedom of an American to turn down this person. But uh, I personally don't believe that one person's freedom is exactly freedom or equality if it's infringing on someone else's freedom. I don't think it's a doctor's freedom to turn down someone in relation to their occupation just because of their personal views and opinions. Did they not take, you know, an oath? Did they not take years of teaching to help people, not specific people, just everyone? You know, we're here to help people, regardless of what you think about their quote-unquote lifestyle. And so what's the question? I don't have a question. I just wanted to say, like, I don't think, personally, coming from my point of view, yep. that, that, you know... Um, my question, you know, is how can you say this is a doctor's right and freedom, how is that freedom if it's infringing on someone else's freedoms as another American? Why, as I, someone who is trans, go through all these different doctors, why shouldn't a doctor say, it's my job to do this? You know, why can they kick you out because of their personal beliefs? How do you know that doctor knows... What's, what's the difference between a trans person and a, and a non-trans person? What's the difference between you and myself, besides the skin color, and what organs we have, sexual organs we have in our body? Are, are we not human? We are human, but this isn't about my organs. This is about well, okay. my accessibility to healthcare and a healthcare. doctor. So, therefore, do you know of any doctor specifically that will not treat you? Yes, I've met handfuls of doctors. My friends have met handfuls okay. of doctors. Hours of time getting turned away okay. because they refuse what, to what their administer names? services. What are their names? I don't think that's your business. Okay, well, I don't then, need to, then, you know, then that. therefore, if you don't know, we're, 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 we can talk about hypotheticals all the time. I just want to deal with reality. I don't know of any doctor that will just say, hey, I'm not going to give you your heart medication. I don't, I'm not going to give you your diabetes medication. I don't, I'm going to give you whatever kind of medication you need. You know, if you need it, all I know is the doctors will give it to you. I don't know of anything. Now, I think everyone should be treated equally. Conservatives, we believe everybody should be treated equally. From our end, like if you're by ask a conservative, we believe everybody should be treated equally. That's fine. No one should be discriminated against. And so, like I say, you're accepted. We accept you. We love everybody. That's what conservatives are all about. We love the Constitution. We love. This is all about America, you know? And I appreciate, yep. you know, saying, like, equality, you think everyone's equal and you should be treated that way. Um, that's all I have to say, really. It's not really hypotheticals, though. Like, just because I've met certain doctors that you haven't, it's not a hypothetical. Our realities are just different instances. Yeah, like I said, I don't know of any doctor that will not treat you for your health care, whatever it is. I really don't. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, right. sorry. Hi. So I actually do have, it's hypothetical, but it's, so if you go to the emergency room, you're unresponsive, that kind of a stuff, but they know that you are LGBTQ, do you think that the doctor should be able to, deter, to turn down services? Or, you're LGBTQ, you are going for a second, uh, what is it called? A second opinion because you have cancer. Should they be able to say, nope, I don't want to see you, on those kinds of things. I get when you're talking about going in for a regular doctor's appointment, that kind of stuff. You're a healthy person going in for a checkup. Well, I don't want to see you, but that guy over there will. That kind of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? When you're talking about life-saving or life-threatening things, is that a different issue? I, I don't think I don't think that I don't know of any doctor that would be like when someone's it's like a life or death situation. I'm not asking about whether a doctor will or won't. I'm asking about whether if you were a doctor and you were one who doesn't like to treat LGBTQ people, is it okay for you in a life-threatening situation yes. to say no? I, I would not turn down somebody simply because of their sexual orientation. That's just me. If it's a life or death situation, I'm, my job as a doctor is to save people's lives. I agree. And in that situation, I would not turn down somebody because of their race, sexual orientation, or anything, or gender, or anything like that. So what we're doing here is we're conflating the two. uh, We're conflating both these things to mean one. We say, oh, I'm a doctor, so I'm not going to treat you because you happen to like men and you're a man. That's completely different than saying, please, I want to cut my genitalia off because I don't identify as it. Completely different. One is treating someone because of who they are, and one is actually doing something that goes against their own moral code, saying, you are transitioning from a man to a woman. I've anywhere would say, that's the same thing as saying, oh, you're Mexican, I don't want to take your blood pressure. Who says that? No one says that. Same reason they say, oh, you're LGBT, so I don't want to, I don't want to give you a root canal. No one is saying that. We're conflating giving someone a checkup and uh, identity politics, and that's, it's just semantics at that point. Okay, that's fine. That's why I wanted to separate the two. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right, I got a question. Um, it's a pretty good question um, that the Twitter, Facebook, or CNN won't tell you, but because uh, they're fake news, anyways. Uh, please tell us how the Democrat. Oh, Stop moving the mic, Kayla. Damn. All right, fine. All right. I want you guys to tell us right now, tell this whole room, because I guarantee you none of them pay attention to anything that they know out there anyways. How has the Democratic Party in America failed people of color and the minorities in America? 
Hilton answer that question? I know you got a good answer. I know, I missed it. <laughs> All right, um, the Democrat Party has failed the black community by providing us with failing schools. That's the first thing I can think of. The next thing, bad economy. They have policies, various, um, let's see, uh, policies or uh, economic policies which are very detrimental to the black community, such as the welfare. Instead of workfare, they push welfare, and they encourage black people to not, they basically encourage men not to be able to stay in the home so many times. When the mother receives welfare, for example, some of the men who helped to raise those, who create those children, were not allowed to stay in that home to be a father. Fatherlessness leads to poverty in so many cases. Many times we see the young people in prison systems, they did not have a father in the home. And they said about, about 83% of, of people who are in jail right now were fatherless. And that adds to many other aspects. There's, there's anger that develops, resentment. Fatherlessness is serious. Also, uh, the Democrat Party is responsible for the redlining districts as well. Now, the beauty of Trump is that he reversed those redlining districts by creating opportunity zones so that we reversed a policy that started back during the days of FDR back in 19... 34, through HUD, they pushed this red line where blacks were segregated. That's the Democrat policy. That's how Democrats have failed the black community. And that any effect from that poverty, any effect from that segregation affects us today. If it does, that's the Democrat result of voting Democrat. And therefore, what Trump did, again, he reversed those redlining districts by doing opportunities, those building good schools within the urban sector. Also, new jobs for the black minorities. Also, another thing that uh, Trump did was that he had something called the First Step Program, where blacks who, many times, no, Democrats will say, oh, well, we need prison reform, prison reform, because so many blacks are being incarcerated. Well, that's, that's cool, because what Trump did was he gave us prison reform, and that's a good thing, which means that we can get guys to transition from prison and then to work, so they have an opportunity to, to get a job and things. Uh, so some things that Trump did, being the racist he is, uh, so prior to the Trump administration, African-American unemployment rate never dipped below 7%. Uh, when Trump came in office, over 1.4 million new jobs have been created for African-Americans. The poverty rate among African-Americans is currently the lowest it's ever been in the history of the United States. Uh, during his first year, the poverty rate fell to 21.2%. Uh, in 2016, 241,000 jobs, more uh, African Americans were living in poverty. That was right before his term. Um, as a result of the historic tax cuts and Jobs Act, nearly 9,000 opportunity zones were created in all 50 states, D.C., and five territories, um, which will spur $100 billion in private capital investment for the black community. And that's just a few things. I could keep on going, uh, but, you know, Trump's a racist. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, also, it's, it's so racist wouldn't do all that stuff for black people. The reason why so many blacks are becoming conservative and, and going, really, blacks have always voted Democrat. Remember, we said last time that Martha King was Republican, Malcolm X was Republican. He believed in gun rights, you better believe that. Um, Harriet Tubman was Republican. Your black leaders were Republican. Ida Bell was Republican. So many. And, and so we have to understand that this is just our heritage. We're, all, we're the party of freedom. Again, the Democrat Party was part of slavery. The Democrat Party pushed the Jim Crow laws. That's the segregation laws. 
And today they still push segregation by pushing something called white privilege. And when you go to your Fuller College, they're going to be talking about white privilege, white privilege. But they want it's a psychological programming to get blacks to think less of themselves. We are equal to anybody. We can stare anybody in the face. But with this thing called white privilege, they want us looking down. Oh, they are higher. We're always a victim. They use victim to psychologically program black people to fail and to blame other people for the problems instead of us taking responsibility. They're going to do that to the Latinos too. And they, and just as they, the Democrats, have demoralized the black community, they're going to do the same thing to the Latino community. Let me add one more thing. I'm just rolling roll. Um, why else would people want to come to this beautiful country, this economic oasis called America, from different countries, especially from South America? Because it's a land of opportunity. Why would they leave a socialist country only to be greeted by a bunch of socialist Marxists within America? Said, hey, I know you left Venezuela, the horrible place, but hey, we're socialists too, and we're going to just do the same thing here. No, they're not going to vote for that. When they realize that socialists control the Democrat Party, they are not going to want to vote Democrat socialists. They're not going to want to vote Democrat. They're trying to betray. They're going to end up betraying you, and they're going to say, oh, look, because they're coming to these socialist countries, we're going to get them to vote Democrat. No. They try to do that to us blacks. And, and, and look at what happened to our, our culture. So I want you, Latino community, those who are Hispanic, consider who you vote for. We, we believe in freedom and economic opportunity. And the reason why the Democrats don't want you to know about their history about socialism is because they, they want you to not know about the Constitution. So learn about your Constitution, learn about freedom, and vote conservative. They also, want, they also want your votes. That's, right. You know, that's Simple how they as are. that. But um, so another thing, I guarantee half this school is in favor of this because they don't understand. But why is socialism a failure, and why should we not go the socialist route? And explain to them that socialism is not social security. It is not your snowplows. It is not your fire department. It is not your police department. Well, you can laugh all you want. That's not the truth. Well, I mean, I've had a dad that's, my dad, he escaped from Poland in the 80s, and he's seen socialism firsthand, how the government controls the means of production, how you're not, they basically ration basic resources like milk and eggs. And socialism, everywhere in the world, when it has been tried, is utterly failed. Look at Venezuela, look at Europe, look at everywhere that has failed, and people will try to say, oh, Denmark or any of these Scandinavian countries are socialist paradises, but they actually have a lot of more free market policies than we do in a way, which is kind of crazy to think about. So socialism has never, ever worked anywhere in the world. And if we try it in America, it will be utterly... Hold disastrous. on a second, that's not true. It has worked. It's worked at killing people. Millions. There you go. There you go. Exactly. All right, I'm moving on. Thank you. What a clown. <laughs> Um, a couple of things, Maurice. That Maurice, you've said. And gentlemen, what's your name? Chris, thank you for your uh, valuable questions to reaffirm your, your bias and your own point of view. Uh, Maurice, a couple of things you mentioned. You said the education system has failed us from a federal level, and you said conservatives are helping us, yet uh, Trump seeks to uh, cut education funding by $8.3 billion. So how, can you explain how... Um, Conservatives are actually helping our education system get any better. In addition to that, you also mentioned. Stop. Give me one Let's second. Answer that question Let first. me finish my question. Okay, um, well, in addition to that, you mentioned um, there were a lot of people in prison, a lot of blacks in prison. Yet, um, a lot the majority of these cases are petty cases for marijuana. Yet, the only party that goes for decriminalizing marijuana charges are uh, liberals, uh, Democrats. 
So, uh, and for your comment, no Democrat um, in the primary is considered a socialist. Bernie is the closest you'll get, yet not a socialist. No Democrats is saying, let's go into social... Uh, no one's saying let's be socialists in this nation because of course that doesn't work. Um, there were progressives, um, liberal if you want to call it, but not socialists. So if you just want to clarify those two things I mentioned. Hold on. Bernie is completely a self-identified socialist. He's literally said himself, I am a socialist. He said that himself. You can look it up. CNN will tell you that. Answer your question. Okay. Um, what Trump is doing is he's He's sending money to different schools and things, and that's still going on right now. But what's happening is that he's also redirecting some of the money to charter schools, which have been proven to be very effective. Why not have schools that offer competition? Why are we always sending our, our kids to union schools? Schools are more beholden to the interests of teachers' unions than the benefit of the student. Parents want schools that work and function. Wouldn't you want your kids to go to school that actually taught your kids something instead of indoctrinate your kids? Wouldn't you want to go to a school that actually taught math effectively and they were learning, where they weren't distracted? So they're, he's, he's putting money into charter schools. In fact, uh, this new policy he just initiated in October, uh, Ms. DeVos is pumping a lot of money into charter schools in the Opportunity Zones, where the schools have been failing young people. We should be investing in schools. Our, our, our black youth have, have been suffering from these failing schools. Teachers who, who don't want to teach or can't teach or, or refuse to, they, they're too, too busy indoctrinating kids to teach them how to learn reading, writing, arithmetic. The biggest problem in the black community right now is illiteracy. That's huge. Without kids who know how to read, there's a lack of comprehension. We can't comp comprehend things and be able to think and reason if you don't know how to read. And that's the biggest issue in the black community, and so uh, that's education right there. So Trump is, is focused on that right now, spending a whole lot of money into that with that program. Now the teachers unions don't like it at all. They, they prefer to have all the power. In fact, the, the teachers union president said, you all think, before he retired, uh, he said, uh, you all think, he was talking to the teachers union people, that, 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 this, that us coming together is all about teaching kids. No, it's not. This is the head of the teachers union now. He said, this, our group coming together is all about power, and your union dollars are what empowers us to get our will done and, and get more wealth into our hands. That's what he was talking about. So that's not someone who's interested in helping children, whether it be black or Latino. It doesn't matter what a race is. We all need educated students. They are the future of the, of the next generation. You would hope that our kids would be educated, and so we should be focused on teachers who, function, who are actually doing their job in schools that work. Uh, and we need competition. Why not have competition? That's a free market. Uh, you said something about marijuana and things. Okay, uh, okay, that's cool too. That's school vouchers. Yep, we're doing school vouchers, which gives the parents the power to send their kids to the right school, their choice. So if the school's not, what's the beauty about school vouchers is it gives the parents the ability to send their kids to a, a good private school if they want to, that's effective. Because what the Democrats have successfully done, unfortunately, is that they have segregated our schools even to this day. They've had segregation where, like in the city of Waukegan, blacks only can go to one particular school. Uh, in North Chicago, one particular school, that's all they can go to. But, but, but why not how the, give the parents the money so they can put their, their students into a school that works for them? Instead of not uh, instead of segregating them in the black, so called black districts, why not give them the power to determine which school is going to be right for them? But Democrats don't believe that. No, no, no. We, got, we have to indoctrinate them. We've got to keep you blacks, harness all in one location. The same thing they did back in the days of the plantation. Again, okay, next thing. 
You're talking about marijuana? You're talking about marijuana? Um, yes, I mentioned um, that's a major charge for uh, petty offenses and the reason a lot of blacks are in jail. Okay. Yet, um, Democrats prison reform, are... yeah, it's, it's changing right now. What's that? It, it is changing right now, thanks to Trump. Um, those, I mean, and I mentioned those... that... You say, thanks, yeah, thanks, Mr. Trump. Yeah, and that's what prison reform is all about, too. All right, so that's changing. Yeah, Democrats are the ones to decriminalize marijuana charges, not conservatives. It's, it's, it's. I'm it's, just a little it's, confused on your points uh, on education. Sure. So right. you backed up your point of um, Trump taking $8 billion away from education by saying he's investing more money in charter schools. And then yeah. you mentioned that they they can't send their own kids to the schools of their choice, but that's how it works around the United States. Unless you want to send your kid 20 miles out, you can if it's a private school. That's up to you if you can afford it or not. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm a, I'm a little confused with your points. It's, 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 first, you said he took away $8 million from the school? $8 billion. Oh, but, well, okay, so some of the things that Trump has done in, in regards to... Are you looking at the same packet you gave me? Yes. Because this packet also states he's very environment-friendly, even though he's not. So I, I'm well, the U.S. A, is actually. I'm having a hard time believing how reliable the US has this decreased is. Decreased its carbon emissions. It says he's promoting a clean and healthy environment so. for all Americans. Uh, he's doing the complete opposite with the Keystone Pipeline. 400 gallons leaked into. You realize that every factory that we shut down in the United States, 10 more open up in China. I'm talking about the U.S., not China. So, right, so how is he promoting? We, put more, how is he promoting a clean and healthy environment for Americans? Because when we put regulations on our factories here in the United States, they just move across to a different country and open up ten more, and then they hire people for cheaper. You could pay someone in China to work for like a dollar a day, and then they don't have any restrictions when it comes to carbon emissions. Uh, they have. Metals being spewed into once, the air. Once again, we're talking about the U.S. So, yes, so, so, so you're admitting he doesn't have any regulations. So he's not promoting a health and clean environment. Because when you shut down factories in the United States, so, like so you Obama are admitting did, that there like are no Obama regulations. Did, the Obama administration shut down hundreds of thousands of factories, and where did they all go? They went to different countries. So you are admitting he's. Well, here's He's the thing. The point so thing is that when you deregulate the country, the, there have been more factories that have moved from places like China and India, and now they're moving back to the United States. And we have more renewable energy here than in the other countries. Here's the thing. The U.S. actually leads the world in reducing carbon emissions. That's true. So, President Trump's doing a damn good job at promoting a healthy environment, Who I'm is? just saying. Trump. President Trump. What has he done to promote a healthy and clean? Leading the world in carbon emissions. How has he done that? What regulations? What policies? According to the BP's new statistical review of world energy, the U.S. is leading in reducing carbon emissions. Well, you, you, you can say that, fact, but that doesn't... Factories, like you said, factories are closing, and they're moving to China or anywhere else in the world. We don't no, he just said they were moving under, under Obama, not under Trump. So how, how does that help him at all? Uh, I'm just, under Trump, they're moving, too. Well, yeah, because of his um, trade wars and relations right, that, on, that's, on climate just, change. That's besides the point. The U.S. is reduced, leading the world of reducing carbon emissions. So how can you say that Trump is not doing anything to promote a healthy environment when the U.S. is leading and I, the world? And, I, and that's what my question is. What regulations, policies, or laws has he put in place to lower the low in carbon emissions to brag about that fact? Deregulation. What does it matter? Huh? What? Sorry. I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. You're okay. <laughs> Well, I'm saying when you encourage a free market, it works on itself. When you don't have the government intruding into the government's business, it works on itself. You have people like Elon Musk out there making a company like Tesla, which is, going to, which is becoming one of the biggest car producers in the world.
Yeah. Okay. So that's a great example of just letting entrepreneurs create and letting them reduce these carbon emissions and promote a healthy environment on themselves. Right? Well, it, 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 I mean, that's a whole not, that's a whole other debate. It, it, I'm just saying but that's how I, I can state that I have a small business and I'm not as big as them and I'm never going to be as big as them because okay. I didn't start out with we're the talking kind of about, money they start. We're talking about I'm just trying to say business, that, that, that the free market and capitalism usually tends to work for people that start out with a large I sum of money. I wouldn't blame the failures of your small business on Trump's economy. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> That was a good jab, man. I mean, I don't, I, I'm I don't just know. Here's the thing. It wasn't I, I a jab. I was just saying, like, I know so many people who've literally been homeless and for most of their life, and then they created a business, and they didn't complain once. Oh, President Obama isn't helping and my business. And you tell me how many times that happens. You tell me how many times that happens. My dad. I bet you can, name those, I bet on, you can name those people with the fingers of your hand. My so dad is that bull- my, that, that it happens to anyone me. just as long as you keep trying because that's work, not true. Dedication and intelligence. That's not true. That's very true. My dad's a small business That's, owner. So in America, we went from literally no country at all to the richest, most prosperous, most successful country where more people are moving here than any other country in the world in like 200 years because of the American work ethic, because of the American dream, and because of the values that this country was founded on. And that's true. I'm not saying you can't make a life for yourself. I'm saying you won't be as big as any other big companies that start out with a large sum of money. And okay, but that you can't but, deny that. But that doesn't mean you you're, not, you're not successful over all the small businesses. But that doesn't mean you're not successful. You think that any like any person that opens up like a like a small like burger shop at the corner, like a person like, oh, I'm not as big as McDonald's, so like I'm not successful. You can still be a successful business without having to be a massive conglomerate. Brian, I'll, I'll visit your business. I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, whatever you sell, man, I'll buy it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, one last question for uh, Maurice. You always talk about indoctrination. Do you really believe that everyone's been indoctrinated to believe that Democrats are magically the best party out there? Just 88% of blacks are, de- are Democrats and the majority of the U.S. is liberal. Do you really believe that there's this magical trick that um, people are putting into the minds of these people to become Democrats? Or, or is it because they're actually looking at the policies and the policies that benefit the people the most and not just the big uh, companies yeah, like Trump's businesses welfare. as well? Well, well, the thing is, is that indoctrination happens when your teacher tells you this person is basically bad and this, par- this party is good or this, these politicians are good. It happens in the classroom. For example, I, mean, I, I don't want to get too anecdotal and everything like that when it comes to that because I've, I've got relatives down in Texas right now. And he, my cousin told me that every teacher is pretty much a Marxist. Every single teacher. They're people of the left. So when your teacher, the person you look up to, happens to be a leftist, a Marxist, who thinks America's an evil place, you can't help but know that that person has influenced you. You can't help but, uh, your favorite teacher, oh, the teacher loves me, and they said, oh, America's a bad place, and then you grow up thinking that. Of course, teachers have the biggest thing, influence on the kids' minds, and a lot of the teachers, teachers' unions, they are on the left, and it's fine, but at least allow the students to think for themselves. You know, that's, the, that's what we're all about. It's about freedom. And don't belittle another. Let both sides speak. Don't, what's happening with Antifa right now in the college campuses, that's silencing free speech in America. And of course, where does that come from? Where is where that happening right now? That's in Hong Kong. We stand with the people of Hong Kong. We're not going to say, oh, we silence them. No, no, no. We're, we stand with them. The only side before the left or the right is, is the left right now who is trying to silence the freedom of speech. We're not about that. We're about freedom. And allow the kids to think for themselves. 
And that's not what's going on in any socialist country down South America or any socialist country outside of America. We believe in freedom. So, thank you. Thank, thank you, Maurice. It just li- seems like you live in a fantasy. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you true. really believe you, you, everyone's indoctrinated, they wave the wand, and now they're all liberal. Yeah. Are you talking about in the black community? No, in general. The, oh, you just the, the majority about of the U.S. is um, about, liberal. About and, and black people are 88% and, and, of blacks. On, 88% one, one of blacks are... So Lyndon Ben Johnson didn't say that he was going to have the, the N-words voting for him for 200 years? He was a Democrat. Okay. He didn't say that? Lyndon Bain Johnson didn't say, the one that brought in the Great Society, he didn't mm-hmm. say that he was going to have inwards voting for him for 200 years. He didn't say that? I have no idea. Margaret Sanger, who, is she not a Democrat? Is she not a leftist? I, she didn't say, hold on, she didn't say that she, she wanted all, all inwards to be extinct? She didn't say that? She was a Democrat. She did say that. And also, coming into somebody's home and telling them that their father can't be at home and you want to give them money and kicking them out on the streets and not telling them at the end of the year that they can file tax, that is racist. Because at the end of the day, you're giving them money and telling them and rewarding them for being poor and messing up their family structure. That's not no one's job. You should have your own family. You should be able to take care of your family. No one should give you money and reward you for being, reward you for being poor. We've been on SNAP and EBT for years and years now, and it hasn't worked. All it's done is made people not want to work and put in their heart that they should go to work and get it for themselves because it's more sustainable when you have it for yourself so you don't have to depend on nobody to get it. Because as, as much as they give it to you, they can take it away. At the end of the day, somebody's telling you that snapping, e- when you get snapping EBT, you can't make this amount of money or they're going to take it away from you. Is, does, that sound, does that not sound racist? When you get no. an SSI check, somebody tells you, hey, you can get this money, but you can't save it. Does that not sound racist to you? No. H- how come? Isn't that, isn't that a twisted way wait, of being wait, racist? Get, somebody wait, wait, wait. You're, talking about, you're talking about a lot of different things. Social, I'm saying, so, social security, you guys are trying to take social security away, first of all. You guys took the surplus of social it, security. It, we, we haven't had a surplus should, of social security Brian, in years. It should be, and we somehow, Brian, we some, it should be used to a certain extent. It shouldn't be used. It shouldn't be used. Uh, now you're talking about to, welfare. It should, it should well, be used to a certain extent. Different it should be a certain <laughs> extent. It should be used to a certain extent. That's what I've been saying. Now you mentioned a bunch of presidents saying radical comments, but yet you don't mention Trump saying he can shoot anyone on Fifth Avenue and he wouldn't lose Brian. a single supporter. Brian. And yet you Brian. see that's true. Because he says Brian. anything and that, you guys that, still that support him. you're talking them. about is welfare. What's that? That magic you're talking about that, you know, Democrats yeah. wave. Yeah, that's called welfare. It's called government benefits and all these government-run programs that don't do anything except, you know, really take fathers out of the home. And they encourage people to be poor and not self-dependent, not self-reliant. The problem isn't fixed with what Trump did. Go do community service and then you can get benefits. That's not a solution. I'm sorry. But thank you. Appreciate all your answers, guys. Yeah, the thing is, is that the, the reality is that most of your teachers, at least 70%, 75% of your teachers are leftists are Democrats. They spend money in the Democrat Party. That's not a dreamland, that's reality. That, that's, okay, well, you never asked. That's, that's, okay, I just want to give you the facts. Just want to give you the facts. Okay. Sorry, we got another question, guys. Thank you. Y'all almost made me forget what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> oh, for real. Y'all was just going back and forth, getting nowhere. I guess I just have a general question for all of y'all and who anybody else to really think about it. I hear y'all talking about how Freedom this and freedom that and, you know, the morals and the values that America was founded and built on. I really want to ask you, what do you really think um, America was founded and built on? What are the morals and the values of this country? And after you 
let that simmer. <laughs> I'm, let uh, it conservative, simmer. I'm no conservative. I'm no liberal. I'm a black man trying to make it. Period. Um, and it ain't easy for a black man to try to make it in this country. You want to believe it or not. Um, conservative believe, conservatives believe the role of government should, thank you sweetheart, the roles of government should be provided for people, the freedom necessary, I'm sorry, you got this right now. Wait, where you want me to go? <laughs> Tell me where you want me to go. That's cool, right there. Okay, conservatives believe the roles of government should be to provide people the freedom necessary to pursue their own goals. The freedom necessary to pursue, pursue their own goals. If you look back on how this country was built and what it was built on, which is slavery, um, if you look back on that, how could you, these, these people are depressed or oppressed for over 400 years. So how could you provide someone who's starting off down here with the necessary things needed educational-wise, living-wise, how could you provide them with that equally to the ones who are 10 steps ahead already, period? Well, I would say that we should not discourage family. We should be helping the family themselves and not trying to disintegrate the family. Um, we should be, uh, I would say, first of all, here's the aspect of principles that everybody ought to believe is an American. Uh, yes, America was built on freedom. It started with the, with the Declaration of Independence. That laid the foundation for the Constitution, which, gave, which also laid the foundation for economic freedom, empowerment. What year and was so that? The Declaration of Independence that was in 1776. That's where it all started. Okay. That's the beginning of America. On freedom. Uh, it's, said, yeah, right? it's all about freedom. All men are created equal, endowed by the Creator, with yep, endowed by the Creator, with unalienable rights, which is life, liberty, and the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So that happiness it was in there. Remember the, that movie called The Pursuit of Happiness that Will Smith was on? That's, that's the aspect of it. You can, you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. We are not the party that belittles you or say that you're this race or you are lower. That's the left that has always done that. The same party. Um, and they still do it to this day with white privilege. Um, and sometimes critical race theory. They made us into victims. We, no, we're not victims. We, are, we can accomplish anything we put our minds to it. Fred Jones said... Do you, you think got, America push that agenda? Do they really push that? It, I mean, you it, talk it, about left white right privilege now. as it, if it, you it's, don't know it's, it's there. Which political party outlawed slavery? I'm not, it's not a battle with a sexist, bro. It's not a battle with a political party. I'm just actually... Our ideology, Republicans gave women the right to vote, freed the slaves, the... 90% of, 100% of Republicans Stop, passed one the Civil Just Rights Act. Just one second, Act. bro. One second, one second, bro. See, because I feel this right here, and this is where America right. really is screwed up. We so much in competition with one another, you're throwing the blame on this party and on that party. F*** them parties. Let's get the real stuff at hand. Like, who cares what Democrats did back then? Who cares what Republicans did so then back why, then? So then why are people blaming... Going, bro. You're kind of going in circles. So my question, to get to my question is, how do you provide someone with that type of background an equal platform? It's, it, it's all right here. An equal platform in America to It's all right here. And Being then how do you not, how do you not understand that, um, that 
Jimmy, who who been struggling his whole life, his his ancestors started off struggling. So now he's even worse in a in a in a. And in I a, understand a that, but so we can talk. Give him we can talk about that for a lot a lot. Like you just said, we're not talking about the past no more. You said that we're right, moving on I'm to the future. How do you get can we can what we move on do? to the future? We talked about education. We brought up school vouchers and giving the kids a chance to pick a public school, pick private schools. We brought up charter schools. We brought up homeschoolers. We brought up an education that's, savings that's account. That's not free. We brought though. up Texas. We we brought it's up Texas. Free. Nothing. When you work, when you in America, and, and I don't believe in no place anything is free. I don't. I don't believe that's free. I believe in work, and I believe pushing yourself to well, get to I the limit that you need to free, go. That's not accessible to the people who really. How, need how it. is it not? How is if it not? If they can't afford it, how, how, could, they, how, is it how not? could they take how advantage of it? If they can't, it worked. In, it worked in Washington D.C. Who you, the kids used the vouchers? It worked in the D.C. Opportunity Scholarship Program. Graduated at a 91 percent, more than 20 percent higher than those in, interested in the program who did not receive a scholarship and more than 30% higher than the graduation rate in DC public schools. These are African American kids. You could do anything you wanted to, trust me. African American participants in a private school choice program were 24% more likely to enroll in college and receive as a result of receiving a school voucher. The study of the study of the bookings institution get with that, you reading it, bro. You're not telling I'm me. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm giving I'm you facts that, that I can't I'm remember it in my head. They, I'm not saying you I can can't. only look, look, I can only I give you back and forth. I can only give you what's on paper and I can only give you facts. Facts doesn't have a race. Facts doesn't have a color. Facts doesn't have an opinion. At the end of the day, we need to look internally. So how, how, about, how, about, how about this? We look internally and stop killing each other. Stop shooting at each other. Yeah, stop leaving our kids. No, 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 no. That's the truth. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, from 1980 to 2000, to 2018, 10,000 black people were killed, were killed by homicide in America. Okay, no now give me some no one wants to talk about that. About, uh, no one wants to talk about African that. African Americans were, I mean, 93% of those shootings were homicide, and it was between the black community. But when one white person okay. shoots, when one white person, when one white person shoots, when one, when one white cop shoots a black person, it's the end of the world, and that's not true. We gotta look within. We gotta look within. I'm not gonna do the emotional thing, and that's for all black people. I'm not doing the emotional thing no more. We've been doing that for years, and it hasn't worked for us. You gotta look within. It's your home. It's yourself. You create a kid. If you a man, you stay in your home and you preside over your household. That's what you do. That's how we come up. That's how we make it. At the end of the day, those rules back before slavery, when slavery wasn't, when, when it was when, during slavery, you are more likely to be born as an African American person in America in a home with a, with a father than you are now. 65 percent of these men. I'm not saying that's a great man right. There. That guy George Sennon, he's played a father in my life, and he gave and he and he provided. So I'm just calling them out because that's a good, astute black man. That's the black man that we need to. That's the type of black man that I'm looking up to to be when I get older. A man that takes care of his family and goes to work. That's the type of stuff that we need to promote. Not just self-victim is a bigger issue in, in America than than um, homicide. That's not true. That's not true. Black on black crime is a thing. Abortion in the black community. 45 million fetuses have been killed that is that is that is that is that is, that is i didn't say that it was i, I brought up the woman okay, okay, okay. okay listen listen i don't i don't have a i don't have a question i don't have a question but i just gotta make these guys get up because we have to switch out panelists so everyone give them a round of applause please yeah. thank you i just thank wanted to say one more thing to the brother too that um it, you need to we need to focus on who we vote for to get these policies that we're talking about in place the vouchers the uh, the tax relief all those things to put into the black community yes. things thank you thanks Bruce. <laughs>
Corn Pop was a bad dude. The Conservative Connection. Come on, man. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.